Hello and welcome to the Waffle Zone. I am your host, Uncle Steve, and I'm coming to you this week with the flip-flop, the thong, the horseshit guru, Matthew, in the kingdom, baby. In the kingdom, baby. <laughs> I tell you what, the foundation might have been a little rocky at the start, but it's uh, we're back to the kingdom. Oh, you're back? Okay, that's good. That's yeah, good. they had a win today. It was good. That's good. That's good. I don't. I haven't been paying any attention to football. I didn't notice it was really going on until I heard just a random person go, "Today's the first day of football season." I was like, "Oh, mm, so dear. Other than that, you know, first game of y'all. So, so anyway, how are we? That's my line. I was going to ask you that. Oh, How are we? Sorry. We're, we're light. We're light this week. Yeah, well, it's Kirsty's week off. She 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 gets a... She's... For some reason, you know, you've been employed here longer than she has, but... Well, she, she might have caught up. Well, I'm sure she, yeah, she probably caught up. But, you know, she, she gets the perks, I guess. She... She puts in for time off and you don't, so... Is it is it paid time off that she gets? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets extra Maybe. peanuts. I was going to say, I don't remember the last time I even got peanuts. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, it's gosh, it's been a year since we've been together in person, right? Ah, you know what? It has. It's been 365 days exactly. So let me so, ask you a question. Yeah. 365 days ago, at this exact moment on September Ooh. 17th, at this exact time, what were yep. we doing together? I think that we were listening to Aces High, is what I would uh, guess. Yeah, it's, it, it would have been about 9.40 in uh, Colorado. Oh, so. that's right. Okay, because yeah. it's 10.40 for us here. So that probably would have been about, oh, you're talking about, that's right, they didn't open with Aces High. I was thinking opening. No, that would have been the closing track. We Aces might have been High listening would've... to Senjutsu right about now. Oh, hang on. So or maybe. Revelations-ish, perhaps. Yeah. I don't think I was at a bathroom break. We yeah. feared too what? early for fear of the dark. Yeah, but yeah, we were us and uh, metal chat with Melissa, the metal yeah. chat podcast lady. If you know who she is, I sent because I sent the girls uh, to my stepdaughter's uh, um, the photos, a couple of the photos, the group photo that we took. Yeah, and just said this was a year ago today, and I was showing Doobie some mm-hmm. videos and um, and some pictures from the concert. Okay, and he's like, "Yeah, I remember that." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I hope so." It's only a year ago. Right, right. Yeah, I, I drove by somewhere yesterday in a town I used to live in, and it was um, well, I didn't, I didn't see the actual place, but when my son was a little boy, like probably when he would have been about four, I used to on the weekends, maybe every other weekend or whatever. This will, this will maybe show that I live in Texas. I used to take him to this old uh, auction house, right? Mm-hmm. And it, but it was a, it was, a, they auctioned animals. Like it was a cattle auction type of place. So we would go yeah. in there and did this little arena thing, real small, pretty small. And we, you know, it'd be, I'm talking real cowboys, you know, cowboy boots, cowboy hats, everybody like that. And then there's me and Noah sitting in there. And I didn't have long hair at the time or anything. So I'm either way, I just, we just sit in there and they'd, you know, come in and they'd bring a cow through there and then be like, I got a video over there. You know, one of those guys up there talking and doing his thing. Future McDonald's of America somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but we would sit in there and cause Noah, he used to love just seeing animals, you know, and as a little kid, all little kids really like, you know, 
oh, there's a big cow, there's a horse or whatever, you know, yeah. pigs or whatever they shuttled through there. I don't even remember. But it just brought back a lot of nostalgia for me, you know, because I was just like, golly, you know, that was 15 years ago or so when my son was a little boy. And you just start thinking about the times that you spend. And I don't know. It just uh, it made me, you know, you know, kind of have the feels, the feelings going on a little bit. So, yeah, uh, you know, because you just kind of start remembering that time. And, you know, when the kids get older. You know, as you're experiencing, you know, with the girls, it's like, you know, they're just not around as much. They got their own friends and you're not the center of their attention anymore. And and uh, I was telling my wife, I just said, you know, I said, if I sat around and really thought hard about that a lot, you know, you can get depressed. You can, because I just think kids make you older because oh, yeah. yeah, sure. you can't be selfish anymore. If you're doing it the right way, it becomes about them and, and you lose track of self. Yeah. Oh, sorry, lose track of time for yourself. To a certain degree, yeah, dude. Yeah. So. Cause I told, so I told Doobie, I was like, you know what? You're getting too big. You just, I tell him, you know, you got to stop growing. He's like, I can't. <laughs> I was like, but you make me older. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know, I'm over 50, and my mom always, she's like, oh, my God, you're over 50. You're making me so old. And I'm just mm-hmm. like. It's the truth. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. So, so I, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you listen to any music this week? Huh, I did listen to some music this week. <clears throat> well, I'm sure if Kirsty was here, she'd like to hear about it. So why don't we just she- pretend she's here and let's tell her what we listen to. Well, I'm going to tell you in a certain sort of way, and I've outdone uh-huh. myself in trying to do it. I was going to try and do Council's Order, uh, but in this case it would have been not what I listened to first during the week, but what I listened to last, but with a bit of a mix in the middle. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I've really confused myself. You, I'm already confused too. You will be. You will be. So let me start here. I'm going to save something for last. Okay. So early in the week, I had listened to some Sacred Reich again. Okay. And it was, so I'd seen a post from Jesse. Uh, mm-hmm. that calling out, yeah, good album, et cetera. But also Melissa had sent me a text mm-hmm. saying that she had also listened to Sacred Reich's um, album that same week. Okay. The American way. I was trying to think what it was called. The American way. And I was yeah. like, yeah, okay, that's that's interesting that two people have either mentioned it again. So I went and listened to Awakening, which is a few years old now. I think it was like 2020 or 2019. Oh, okay. And so I like that. I don't know if I've heard much of that, to be honest. Um, but that was all that was all good. Okay. But I was influenced from here on in by something as to what I was going to listen to. And I think it was you, but I don't remember what the context was. Okay. I don't know if it was a conversation or if you would. Oh, I do know now. Okay. It was our discussion with Kirsty last week on the Black Aria. Okay. So I did talk to you during the week and said, yeah, I had a little bit of a listen. I skimmed through it and thought that this was better suited as a movie soundtrack than an outright album in its mm-hmm. own right. But from there, I was like, oh, I'm going to go listen to some other stuff. Now, it was Skeletons that you listened to last week, wasn't it? I listened to the song NIB from Skeletons. Oh, is, is that all? Yeah, I didn't hear. I heard, well, I listened to whatever the song after it was. And I was just like, to me, the song after it was an original. And I just, I think it was an original. I just didn't No, like it. It, it wasn't. So okay. What, so what I found out, oh, hang on. Let me have a look here. Actually, no, the first one I listened to is because we, we talked about the sound of albums. So I went and looked at some of his latest stuff, and I went and listened to Black Laden Crown. And 
So I can hear a couple of early elements of mm-hmm. early Danzig albums, um, references and whatnot in there. But overall, it didn't really do much for me. There was a couple of tracks that I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was on, was it Devil on Highway 9? And But a Nightmare. Uh, and Pull the, actually, Pull the Sun I did like. But I didn't know if I liked them outright or if I just liked it within the context of that album and it was the strongest mm, of, yeah. a, of a bad bunch sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I did go listen to Skeletons. And I guess I hadn't heard it before. Mm-hmm. And so when I had a bit of a listen, I was like, oh, okay, this first track. Uh, reminds me of the Misfits, and then the second track, and I forget what the names are now because I don't own. I was just downloading and listening to them. Yeah, reminded of a, of a band called Weezer. Mm-hmm. And then by the third track, I was like, I don't know where this album's going. I've got no idea. It doesn't sound coherent. It sounds like it's going in all these different directions. And Danzig sounds like he's doing some sort of cabaret-like vocal on mm-hmm. on some of the track. And anyway, by the time it comes to the fourth track, I was like, because I hadn't looked at the names, I was like, hang on, I don't know this. Yeah, and, sure. And it took me a second. I was like, this is Sabbath. Yeah. So, of course, that's when I went and looked it up and realized it was a whole bunch of covers. Oh, okay. That he had done. But the thing that had surprised me the most was mm-hmm. the, la- the last track. Now, I don't know if you would know this, but it's called Crying in the Rain. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Unless it's a song by Whitesnake. Oh, okay, I don't know that. At least I don't remember that if I did. So when I heard this, Crying in the Rain, yeah, I was like... Oh, is he's- it like teardrops falling in the rain or something like that? Is it the chorus? I, hang on. And you'll be crying in the rain. Uh, I can't remember how it goes. I can play it. I've got it right here. Uh, you won't be playing what I thought it was, though. Oh, okay. I was like, he's covering an aha track. Is that what it is? Well, it turns out, and I never realized this, that Aha was uh, covering this track. Oh, okay. By, by a band that I thought that you may have been familiar with, and I don't. I know the name, but I don't know anything else. The Everly Brothers. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard of them. Oh, okay. I thought that was like your Doobie Brothers and all that sort of. No, they were the Everly Brothers. I believe were more like fifties. Oh, is it? I think they had song like. Like, bye-bye love, bye-bye happiness. Like, old stuff. Hello, oh, loneliness. Oh, I thought it might I think that's s- them. Here, let's- 70s kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Well, either way, it, it took me by surprise. I had to go and look it up. Think of, I know the name of this track, but it can't be what it is, and it wasn't. So then I got past Skeletons. I was like, okay, so I listened to the whole thing, and I was like, I've heard it now. I'll never have to listen to this album again. Yeah. Because there's nothing to take me back. So I moved on to Circle of Snakes, and I forget what year this is from. And this is one where I kind of didn't mind some of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also the last physical album that I had purchased back in the 2000s, whatever it was. And I was hoping that it might have grown on me because I don't listen to this one very often. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it has. Uh, I think I liked the track called A Thousand Devil's Reign, and, and that was pretty much it. Okay. But working backwards... I found better than working forwards through his catalog. So okay. then I so I moved back in time to Danzig 7, I Lose the Fury. Okay. And I don't know if it's because I knew I was going backwards and the, the sound's getting closer <laughs> yeah, to, probably to what so. I'm familiar with, what I liked. Mm-hmm. But, but I started to enjoy it a little more. But this is also the album where 
Where I got burnt out on dancing. Sure. Uh, oh, hang on. Sorry, that's not true. I was listening to it at work, but I, when I hit the car, I was out in the out in the streets, and I did go back to dancing six 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 Satan's Child, mm-hmm. and I was like, "There's a funny sound to that. I don't know if it's the bass, but I was like, there's not really much in here. I think there's a five finger crawler like that, and yeah. Satan's Child. I don't mind that, but the rest of it's kind of a bit blasé for me. So then, anyways, moving back in time, I've got a few more to go. Some man of war, uh, <laughs> yeah. but. This time it was the Kings of Metal. Uh, I sent you a screenshot of something that I was listening to and I was in the midst of an album. Do you have to remember what that was? Let's see. Uh... Woo! Oh, God, Zulululu. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what made me go and listen to that. Um, Were you smoking reason, crack? Could have been. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think I was. I was just in the mood for something different, I think, is all it was. And I was like, oh, let's go listen to some Bruce. I had some early Bruce, so I did that. And some My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. Okay. Uh, that's I don't really like that band. I do like some of the stuff they've done, but I'm not a fan of the band. Mm-hmm. I just like some of the some of the tracks. But this album, I really do like that album. I think it's a good one. Okay. What did I have? Ah, okay. I needed some. I told you I was looking for something a little bit different. I listened to some Super Tramp. Uh, okay. Breakfast in America. That's the one. That's the one I've heard of. So It is. Okay. So the only reason I started thinking about that, I was trying to think, what records did my parents have when I was little? And I remember when I was like five and six and seven going through all their records and they'd had something, well, the greatest hits of 77 or whatever, and Super Tramp was on there or something. Yeah. So I went and gave that a listen because I also didn't want something that was too too heavy when I was working. I was like, oh, I can't concentrate as it is. So a bit of Super Tramp filled the void there for me. I, I don't mind. I, I, I kind of like some of their stuff, the mellow stuff. You know, I've heard it so long, so many times on the radio, just on classic it's, radio. I like yeah, it a lot. Melodic. I like some of it. Yeah, I don't mind some of that. I think it's pretty good. Oh, okay, this is getting back into the late 80s, early 90s, probably late 80s. <laughs> I have no idea why this come to mind. Oh, unless it was because I saw something. This person had a recent, I guess, a recent uh, duet. With Rob Halford, would that give anything away? And I have, uh, I, I, yes. heard the I just read the, the headline. Mm-hmm. Dora Pesh. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, so I went actually, back you at, know, it's funny. Same exact initials I was thinking of, but not the same person. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know who I'm thinking of? Uh, Dolly Parton. <laughs> Oh, okay. That wasn't who I was thinking of. When you said du- uh, a recent duet, because he did a duet on Dolly Parton's rock album. I haven't heard it. No, I, don't, I, heard I have it no either. interest in hearing it, to be honest with you, either. So there, there was a mild curiosity at one point, but it blew over pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah, I went back and listened to some Warlock. And okay. all, all I really knew was that track, All We Are. Like growing up, it used to be on, you know, mm-hmm. if they showed metal on TV. Yeah. They used to get a bit of a play. And. Uh, that was the only track I knew, and I kind of didn't mind it. I, there was some good stuff, and there was some stuff on there where I got kind of bored with it. But I was like, oh, okay, I've heard it now. Mm-hmm. Keep me going till, um, <laughs> till my last breath. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> then I was getting into territory that I haven't been in since my teens. Okay. So one of these was Whitesnake, and I can't even remember the last time I listened to anything in its entirety by them. Which album? Slip of the Tongue that had uh, this is the one that had Steve Vai on it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I saw that tour. Oh, did you? I did. And Steve Vai was playing live with him. Yeah. Oh, how was that? You know what I remember about that? Oh, here we go. No, no, no. It's it's something that you would the the, the worst possible thing you would. Well, not the worst, I guess, but one of the worst possible things you could ever say about a concert. It wasn't anywhere near loud enough. Oh, is that right? Like we could kind of talk a little bit loud uh, and, and kind of hear it. Was like it just wasn't loud. And I remember thinking, "What? What's the problem here?" You I, know. I, I wish I didn't have seats out here in the car park. Well, it was like, I wish we weren't in the nosebleed. We must have to be down front to hear, but oh, yeah. Okay. I don't remember who opened for them either on that tour. Oh, I, I think it was bad English, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Well, the reason that I listened to this in part was because after listening to Warlock, it made me think of David Coverdale. You know, you can shriek and all, and mm-hmm. some of his uh, vocals are up there pretty high. Mm-hmm. So it was that. But I do remember that back in the day when this came out, and I can't remember if this was like 90 or 89 or. Yeah, it would have been like 89 or 90. It is. I used to like it a lot because it used to be a track, uh, Sailing Ships, mm-hmm. that I used to really like. And I think Now now You're Gone was another one. I really, really like that. Is that like a ballad? It kind of is. Yeah. I, I can barely remember. I mean, I can kind of, in my mind, I can remember the chorus of Slip of the Tongue. Yeah. All it, ta- all it takes is no mistakes and just a slip of the tongue. I can remember that line. Yeah, it's got some good stuff. I think Judgment Day was another track that I liked. I didn't write any of these down, but I hadn't listened to that since I was in my teens. And uh, it must have been one of the first CDs that I ever had because CDs were pretty new back pretty in the day. Pretty new back in then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was on CD that I had it. I'm not sure where it is. I've got it here if it's still in Australia. Um, if, you like, oh, if you would have listened to the album before that, you would have heard Crying in the Rain. It's the, from, I believe it's the opening track from their uh, self-titled album, the one that had like Still the Night and all that on it. Oh, hang on. It's really not, good, too. Still the Night. Oh, so I must have had that. I had 1987 on cassette. Yeah, yeah. Because that was Here We Was it Here I Go Again? Here I Go Again. That? and uh, what was Fool for 11? No, Fool for Your Eleven might have been on uh, Slip of the Tongue, I think. Well, Fool for Your Eleven, oh, okay. I think they, yeah. they had it on maybe on one album and then they remade it Re- onto another one again. That's right. Is This Love was on. Uh, oh, geez, that's right. I forgot about that track. Yeah, because they, they had a couple that were like remakes of yeah. songs. And they were. Here I Go. I think Here I Go Again was actually a remake of their own song. I think earlier. you could be. I think you're correct there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went and had a listen to that and then I was still in that little nostalgia zone and I listened to something that I would very, very, very rarely listen to. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you would like this. So Motley Cruz, girls, girls, girls. Pass. Yeah. That's what I found as well. So well, there's, the, the opening track on that album is really good though. Wild side. Yeah. That was probably my favorite crew track. Yeah. That's a good song. Uh, like it was just heavy. It's just got a good, I mean, everything about it's pretty good. And then, and then you basically go to the rest of the songs just suck. Well, that's funny because like back in the day I had this on cassette as well. And I used to think it was very, very patchy mm-hmm. and it, it was so long since I've listened to this. I was like, what is this track? Cause I wasn't looking at the names <laughs> Yeah, and it was like dancing on glass. And I was like, this is, this isn't even ordinary. It's less than ordinary. Mm-hmm. There was something Nona. I don't remember this at all. And all they no, do is no. say, yeah, no, no. And it's like a, oh, 
uh, I don't know if I had orchestration. I can't remember because it was at the very start of the week. And I, but I was like, I will never listen to this again. I have a friend, one of my best friends. He loves that. He loves Motley Crue. And I think he thinks Dancing on Glass was a great song. I could swear oh. he sent me a text one time and said, this song is awesome. And it was that song. <laughs> there was some, I forget the song. It's not I Used to Love Her. It's, it's like one of those things. I know it's Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, is it All I Need? You're All I Need? Yeah, You're I All I Need. That. that was one of their songs. That might have been okay. But I was like, oh, man, all my memories of this album being patchy have, yeah. have come back. Nothing's changed. Yeah, you proved it all. Yeah. So I was like, I'm glad that I've listened to this 30 years later. I doubt I'll make another 30 years on this planet, so I'll never hear this album again, and I'm fine with that. Hey, hopefully you make another 30. Yeah, we'll see. You need to hang around long enough to, oh. you know, maybe I'll see you again before then. Oh, you never know. Anniversary. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But. To wash away the filthy taste of Motley Crue's Girls, 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 I'm pretty certain you'll be happy with <laughs> what I listen to next. Which was? Under. Under. What? Under. The. Gun. Eh, close. Under the Midnight Sun. Oh, very nice. The Cult. Yeah. And, I, and it was a deliberate choice. It wasn't like, what will I listen to now? I consciously made the decision. I want something to wash away what I just heard. Sure. And I knew that this was going to work for me. Oh, and you yeah. know what? I like this so much that I listened to it here in the house. Yeah. And I listened to it again when I was driving out uh, in the car as well. And I really do like this album a lot. Like before when I listened to it, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to listen to it again. And sometimes I'll say I do with best intentions that it doesn't happen. Yeah, but I I really like oh everything about this album. It's a super awesome album. It's so atmospheric to me, like the guitar tones are. Yeah, but also his voice, and so I can get the whole atmosphere just out of listening to him sing, or just the music. But combined, oh, it's just a a really really good album. Very um. I don't want to say moody. Just I guess atmospheric is the best it's, way to put yeah, it. Yeah, it's got a lot of a. It's just got a lot of atmosphere, like a lot of a. What's that? Yeah, there's a certain word I'm trying to think of uh, that it has, um, like an ambiance to it. Exactly, and no, I really, really do like that. And I was, I wanted to listen to something else by them, but do you remember when, like Thrash's Regime? I kept listening to the same album over and over. Yeah, yeah. and I knew they had the first album, but I didn't want to go there. In case I didn't enjoy it. Sure. And I did. And you but, did. But I had the same sort of nervous feeling here. I was like, I don't want to go back and listen to something else in case I don't like it. Uh-huh. And it and it taints this for me. Okay. So I was going to ask you, now that you know I like this, what should I perhaps go back and listen to by them that um, I would find probably accessible? Like I don't need any really deep cuts or anything like that yet. Sure. But, but I want to go find something else now. I would say go to the album right before it. Okay. Just so you just go back through the discography that way. Uh, I wouldn't completely. I, I would like, I would say the next thing, go to their next album back. It's called Hidden City. Okay. I'll give that a try. And I'll say then. it's, I don't think Hidden City is as solid as Under the Midnight Sun. There's a song. Oh, let's see. I've got it right here pulled up. There's a song or two that I don't find as good, but there's also 12 songs on that album. But I, I mean, most of it is like I, I remember getting that because the album before it rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, okay. And I remember going, now, oh, you know, I hope well, this, I'll get this one and just see what it sounds like. 
And I remember like being super pleasantly surprised at how just how solid so many of the songs I thought were. So I, I would definitely try Hidden City. You might not like like to me under Midnight Sun. I mean, I'll be honest. To me, it's a perfect album. It's just it's so, very very balanced. It's very balanced, and and I don't think Hidden City's quite as balanced. You know, sometimes a band can do that. Highs and lows. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mean, sometimes they hit a home run, and then sometimes they can, you know, hit an inside the park home run where it wasn't perfect, you know, but it was still yeah. it's still Cut pretty dang down. good. Yeah. So I would highly recommend uh, Hidden City. Going back and hearing is, that one. Is the rest of their catalog kind of rockier or punchier than? Because this is not a real punchy album. I don't. Oh, I it's the, every every album's a little different. It is. Oh, okay. I mean, if you go to their if you go back to Love, their very first. Um, like I guess major label album. That's the first one I have. The first one before that is they have one before that, and it was kind of like indie rock, like something oh, okay. something probably Kirsty likes. Like I just I don't know that I've listened to it more than once. But I like Love is kind of alternative. Electric is more of an ACDC sound. Uh, Sonic oh. Sonic Temple went more uh, where they were kind of going mainstream because they did so well with the other ones. So they did a little more mainstream, but it was still you know a good rock album. And then the next one, they kind of stayed a little mainstream, but then it went more into a different, like it's got Native American themes all over it. And then they, so, uh, anyway. no, I was going to say, oh, hang on. I was looking on uh, a little streaming platform. She sells Sanctuary. How old is that? Is that like an that's, old trick? That's off their very first album that I consider their very first album. I Listen can't. to this. Tell me you haven't heard this before. No, uh, maybe. Just wait till it, it kicks in, and you'll. Oh, I know this. Yeah, see, that's like super. Like everybody knows that song. But what about Firewoman? Yeah. No, I'm just wondering if I know it. I, I love it. I tell you the truth. I don't know if I okay, the chorus is coming. Leave it right there. Turn it down like one notch. Here it comes. Oh, I know this. God, I love that song. Okay. Okay, I know that. I know there's a song... Oh, it's got to be from the late 80s or early 90s, maybe, that was big enough for me to know. Hold on. How about this song is not synced across your devices? What? Everything should be synced across my devices. <sighs> Here, let me do this a different way. Because I was just going to skim through the old albums, the titles, to see if something jumped oh, out at me. I can definitely, I, I can definitely find one here. Get ready. Uh, it'll be, uh, is it that? Okay, it'll be this album. I'll play you like three quick ones. Tell me when you recognize one. Yeah. This is their uh, ACDC album. Yeah. I was like, what does this sound like? Yeah. Yeah. He's just not singing like that. Yeah, I don't know this. Okay. Doesn't that sound like it could be on an ACDC album? 
good. Is this all the same album? Yeah. Here, let me fast forward. Oh, I just fast past the chorus. You recognize that? No, I don't know. Okay, and here's the other. This is had, this, would have had to have been a single with a video clip. This might be a single. This is the very first song I ever heard by the Cult. This sounds like this sounds like a Rolling Stones song. <laughs> Like start me up. It does have that vibe to it. Man, they play this at every show, and every time they play it, I still just go nuts. I just, I just love hearing this live. I'll play through the chorus. I know Kirsty will like it. If you don't. Chorus. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, but that's more what, whatever I'd heard reminds me more of this, that yeah. sound. Which is not what the Under the Midnight Sun album sounds like at all. Okay. Like it's, that's, this sounds more abrasive, that earlier stuff like that, than what uh, Midnight Sun does. But that is very, very smooth listening in a good way. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. So, okay. Okay. So let's keep anything else. Did you listen to anything nah, else? Uh, I listened to some Machine Head again, um, but in patches this time, not full albums. I went across a few different albums. Okay. Okay. But, Cause I was just in the mood for some of them still, but not yeah. to retread over everything. So that it, that's it for the week. Okay. So for me, uh, I was utilizing my, uh, Apple you- music this week and I listened to a few things that I didn't plan on that I kind of like I would think about something like a song popped into my head and I was like, man, I haven't heard that album in 20 years. And I just <laughs> look, pull it up. And so one album that I did that with is there was a band like, and they were probably alternative called sponge. Oh, okay. And they had an album called wax ecstatic. And uh, I, I really dug most of that album back in the day. I only had to skip two songs on it. Um, but uh, I really, really liked that. Um, uh, back in the day, um, I listened to uh, this. Will this will be a? I don't. This isn't a blast from the past, I guess. But I listened to Black Sabbath. I listened to an album called Technical Ecstasy. Oh, okay, isn't that the one that's I don't know, controversial? Is the, the right word? But it's yes, maligned. Yes, and okay. I'll be honest, man. I like almost everything on that album. I think it's very. Um, it's an album that gets a gets kind of a, a bad rap. But it's because they'll say, oh, it doesn't sound like Black Sabbath. I'm, I'm going to play you just the intro to one song. And, and this only song that's like super Black Sabbath-y. Yeah. L- listen to how this sounds. It might take a second to get going. But I mean, this sounds like it could be on the first Black Sabbath album. Once it kicks in here. I can't remember how long. It's called You Won't Change Me. It sounds cool though. 
I think it does. Yeah. And then it comes in with this, uh, like, weird uh, keyboard part in a second. I'll get to that. This album does have a couple of songs that I don't like. Okay, wait, listen to this little keyboard thing. I think it sounds pretty cool. And Ozzy sounds awesome when he comes in. That's such a great song. There, mm. there is one song on there that's sung by Bill Ward, the drummer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he'd sing at all. I think there's two songs in their catalog, two or three. Uh, I can't remember what the other ones are off the top of my head, but that one's called It's All Right. Oh, actually. How does, how does he go as a singer? He's got a decent voice, but I mean, I love Ozzy's voice. And like when I'm listening to Black Sabbath, I don't want to hear Bill Ward sing, you know? Yeah. But I think one of the worst songs in like what what one of the songs I think is the the worst Black Sabbath song ever is called Rock and Roll Doctor. I just think it kind of sucks, but um, it's on there as well. But I like I mean okay. it's got eight songs and I like six of them. So, uh, so I listen to that. Um, I celebrated the anniversary. Uh, I, I know Kirsty. This will make Kirsty happy. I think because last week she wanted me to celebrate the anniversary and I didn't, but this week I did. I listened to Patient Number Nine by Ozzy. Oh, remind me. I forgot. You know, I told you I thought I'd outwitted myself. I did. After you've done yours, I've got one more album I need to tell you about. Okay. Okay. Um, I listened to Dirty Looks, this band called Dirty Looks. I think I listened to them last week a little bit, but um, I listened to their newest album, their last album ever with uh, the original lead singer. It was called I See You, and it's literally I, it's like uh, I period, the letter C period. The letter U period. Um, I listened to their debut album as well, Cool from the Wire. Uh, God, I listened to that twice today. I listened to it a couple times during the week. God, I love, love, love that album. I think you, because Vanessa asked me today if you, she goes, does Matt like this? I, I don't know if he's, I doubt he's ever heard it, but I said, I think he would like it. It's pretty ACDC-ish, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just, I've, I've heard them. That album, I just love that album. And so I was thinking about today and, um, not to be insensitive to anybody uh, who might have lost anybody <laughs> during the pandemic, but I said, you know what, you know, dirty look. My my least favorite thing about the pandemic was dirty looks. And she goes, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Okay, so currently there's a band called Dangerous Toys, right? And they haven't recorded any new albums in ages, but they still perform together, you know, at least once or a few times a year, and." The guitarist from Dirty Looks originally, his name was Paul Lydell, and he he played on Cool from The Wire, and he played on multiple albums by them. But in 2020, they were going to do a reunion of Dirty Looks. The lead singer died in like 14, but they were going to get, there's only one lead singer that ever got on stage and sang with Dirty Looks while their original lead singer was alive, and it was the lead singer of Dangerous Toys. So Paul Lydell, the original guitar player, was in Dirty Looks, and now he's in Dangerous Toys. So they were going to do a reunion of the band from the first couple of albums. And then they were just going to mm-hmm. get Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys to, to sing lead vocals. Because they were like, that's the one guy that, that Henrik approved of, right, to sing with us. So in, t- in 2020, like in March of 2020, you know, that's when all that crap went down. 
Yeah. I had I had bought a ticket to two different concerts. One was in Pennsylvania, one was in Maryland. I was going to fly up there. I already had a plane ticket. I was going to fly up there to Maryland and go see two Dirty Looks reunion shows, you know, whatever they were, you know. I mean, they weren't the full band, but still the closest thing we were going to get. And I had plane tickets. I had hotel. I had a rental car. I had everything. Like, I had my weekend. I had this just kick-ass rock and roll weekend plan. I'm going to go see one of my favorite old bands, you know, and it's they're not they weren't the biggest or whatever, but still I love them. And of course, like, you know, March 14th or 13th or whatever, they announced everything was shutting down. The next thing you know, I get an email, hey, concerts are canceled. And it was like, you know, then it was just like a scramble to try to get all my money back. But when they finally rescheduled those shows, I couldn't go. Mm. And God, I was so bummed. But they recorded, I don't know if they did two shows or one, but they recorded one or both shows. And released a live album, and it was called Cool from the Speedway. I'd never heard the album, you know, and I kind of just, it just never wanted to, because I was just kind of like, you know, I was supposed to be there at these shows. and and But I was real, but this weekend, I was, like I said, I was on Apple, and I was, like, downloading a couple of Dirty Looks things. I said, you know what? I saw it, and then I just kind of was like, ah, I'm not going to listen to that. And later on, I was driving around, and I thought, you know what? Let me Let me go ahead and play that. So I turned it on because I was like, I wonder how Jason came across on some of that stuff. And I mean, they, I was listening to the songs and just like little parts where they would do a certain little guitar part with a, with a vocal, you know, like there's one song where it starts and he goes, Hey, yo. And then the guitar player goes, oh, well, like he kind of copies them. Yeah. And they did that. And I mean, I got goosebumps. I was like, holy crap, man. They're really, you know, doing this up the right way. And I mean, I listened to the whole album and I was blown away by how good I thought the singer did. Cause I was like, I figured the band will sound fine. You know, these are the guys that played on that first album. So they should, you know, there's a couple of little things they didn't do the same, the drummer in particular. But man, I just was blown away at how good Jason did. And I mean, I was, ho- I didn't look at this track listing before. I, I was like, I don't want to know what they played. I want to listen to it like I'm there. And there were certain songs. That I wanted to hear. There's one real, a couple of songs in particular I really wanted to hear from their first album. And I thought, I doubt they'll even play it because it wasn't a big one or anything like that. And sure enough, they played them. And I was just like, oh, I loved it so much. I was like, I can't wait to go see Dangerous Toys again and tell those guys in person like how much I loved listening to that. Are they a glammy type of band or headband? They came around in that time and they had kind of a look about it, but they definitely had an ACDC sound about them. Okay. Like let me let me just here yeah since we're since we're playing lots of little bits, this is the song. Uh, there's a song I pl- I posted a little picture of it on um, Twitter today. It's a song called No Brains Child, and I was just like this song. I was like the the title of this song is literally the story of my life. No Brains Child, you know. Hmm. But, like so this <clears throat> is this is like kind of a, what that song sounds like. Uh, it's kind of I think it's kind of ACDC ish when he sings and stuff, but you can tell me what you think. I'll play just up to the chorus or something. God, I love mm-hmm. this song so much. Like they had a glamish look when they first started, but this does not sound glam to me, but. 
tell me what you think of when he sings if you can kind of hear a little bit see what you think Here comes the chorus. God, I just love this song so much. I was waiting for gang buzz before the chorus came in. It, it's got it does have a gang vocal for sure. Uh huh. I had that feel about it, like it was gonna come. Yeah, but I love those gang vocals in there. I don't. It just sounds awesome to me. I, I, I would. I, I, this is what I would say to you. Like, I, you probably never heard that by, by any stretch. But I would say, listen to their very first album. It's called Cool from the Wire, and just see what you think. Because I think it's. I'm trying to refrain my language here. Golly, I, I love that album. <laughs> I, I think it is a super super solid album. Like it should have done a lot better than it did. And the second album to me is not nearly as good. Yeah. But I haven't listened to it in ages either. So I'm going to, I do have it downloaded. I do want to check it out again, but man, their first album, I mean, I can literally, I can listen to the entire album without skipping anything. And I mean, I, I mean, there's obviously a couple songs I like a little better than others, you know, as you do, but man, so good. Uh, Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm going on here a bit. Let me, uh, let's see. Oh, what are you doing there? Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard something. <laughs> I wasn't on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. Uh, so I, uh, you're not now, on... I'm re- now I'm really not on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I listened to, um, I, fi- I told you I listened to part of it, but I ended up finishing the album, the Glenn Danzig Black Area 2 album. Uh, yeah. And I looked at it. If you look at the album cover, which is a pretty uh, rough album cover, if it's, you know, I don't even know if I've seen the second album cover. It's it's uh it almost looks like a a woman wearing. Uh, let me look at it right now again. Yeah, it almost looks like you know the you know the cover of that Demon Thrall Sweat album. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, that's a good album. I like that. Yeah, but it's a little similar to that. It's it kind of got the same woman on it. Looks like. Yeah. But, like- but um, but on the cover of the album, at the bottom, it in big letters, it says Glenn Danzig with two N's. Glenn, two N's. <laughs> but but if you go on like Apple Music or anywhere else nowadays, it's going to list it as Danzig straight up. So, oh, hang on. Okay, I was looking at the cover now. Is it in a circle? Like it's a skeleton-looking girl in a circle? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah. I've never seen this before. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. Well, but like I told you the other day, I think the first one is way better than the second one. Do you mean the album or the cover? Oh, uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, the album cover is way better on the first one, too. Yeah, the album looks, cover looks like something you'd see in a museum. This looks like something from maybe the two, 2010s, thereabouts, cover-wise. For it just him. looks like it just – I just – I mean, it's it's okay for what it is, but I mean, the, the the Black Aria, the first one, has a really neat looking cover, and the music is just more of a, it's like more symphonic, more of just kind of what I heard that those albums were, and the second one just seemed real, there's like some, not vocals on it, but just some, 
more people noise on it, and I just I just didn't dig it at all. Well, I told you when I spoke to you during the week, I don't understand who this is really marketed to. Yeah. Unless unless you're just buying anything with the Danzig name on. And that's, I guarantee you, who bought it. Uh, not me. I went and listened to it, and I was like, I'm not buying this. I remember. But if you didn't but hear I, it first, you would have bought it. Maybe. I probably would have, yeah. I mean, uh, I think the, I'd say I think the first one is definitely is worth a listen. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's very relaxing, you know, and it's a dark, it's kind of a dark symphonic type thing. And it's, I mean, it's not like drums, bass, guitar, nothing like that, but it's just something interesting, you know? It sounded like background music to a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When it, I mean, it's enjoyable. Just, I don't know if I'd put it that way. I, it's not unpleasant to listen to, but I just think there's nothing there. Well, yeah, it's not unpleasant. It's not like I was just, it was kind of enjoyable to just kind of listen to it to be really mellow. But I would, like I said, I told you it's not something I would probably turn on again. Mm. But I definitely won't turn on Black Aria two ever again. So yeah, uh, I just thought it was you know just it definitely wasn't for me. Uh, let's see. Okay, I, I got two more bands. <laughs> um, one of them I listened to, and I think this is a band you would be aware of. Was a band called M O D. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, so basically M.O.D. was S.O.D., you yeah. know, without Charlie Benante, um, Dan Lilker, and Scott Ian. You know, they all went on and, you know, Dan continued with Nuclear Assault. Um, Anthrax went on and did some album, like some little small album you probably never heard of after that. I think it was called uh, Among the Living. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I've heard of that or not. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he wanted to continue, obviously, because that was his thing, you know, Billy Milano. And so... They were going to call the next album USA for SOD, but instead uh, there was no SOD album that, golly, loud motorcycle driving by. Oh, I can hear it. Yeah. Sheesh. Uh, or as as a nurse friend of mine once told me, they call those donor cycles. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he weren't, they were going to call it the next album USA for SOD and ended up calling it USA for MOD because he was like, I want to do another album. And those guys just either didn't have the time or didn't want to or whatever. So he did that. And I remember being into that USA for MOD album way back in the day. And there's just some hilarious songs on there. There's some, uh, you know, lyrics that would definitely get them canceled nowadays. Oh yeah. I can imagine, you know, just like the, just like the SOD album. And it, it irritates me when I listen and they go, Oh, you know, they've apologized since apologized for some of these lyrics. I'm like, who cares? It's a song. It's mm-hmm. a joke. They're joke songs. They're meant to be tongue in cheek and funny. And who cares if someone got offended by the words? I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. It's like, it's just a joke. People want to be offended. Yeah. 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 Cause that gives them a voice. I just give them a reason. It gives them a reason to voice what they want to say. Yeah, it's just like think. my wife, as a matter of fact, I was having a we went and did a little walk today and I was talking to her about um, well, I was talking to her about listening to the uh, interview that Feck did with um, Mick Wall. And I was talking about what I really liked about Mick Wall was I'll do an acronym here. I think you can figure out the acronym if I do it nice and slow. His I-D-G-A-F. Yeah. Like his mentality. He was like, he just don't care. And I even told Feck that I, cause Feck sent me a message during the week. And I just said, I love that. He just, just doesn't really care if he says something offensive, if he's being honest and telling the truth. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And I said, I love that about people. And I'll, there's other things that went back and forth that I told you that I'm not going to say here because somebody will get offended about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, 
I think everything should be able to be made fun of to a certain extent. You know, I said it's when you cross over into being offensive to people on purpose, you know. Well, and I I told you, sometimes those sorts of things, they're, you know, comedy, it's coping mechanisms as well. Exactly, exactly. You take something dark and turn it into something either darkly comedic as a Mm. coping. I mean, I like that sort of humor, but I. People want to get offended. That's what it's about. Well, I, I was having the conversation with my wife, and she was like, I don't really agree with that. And I'm like, look, I guarantee – this is what I said to her. You used to work in a hospital you know, as a nurse, like uh-huh. patient care. I said, I guarantee you, if you go to a cancer hospital, that somewhere behind the scenes, there's jokes being made by nurses or doctors that are totally dark humor jokes that are funny jokes. But it's obviously not something you're going to go up and tell somebody – like my wife, whose mom died of cancer. Yeah, you're not going to go and say that joke in front of her while her mom's dying of cancer. It's, but I said, that's not the purpose of the joke. Exactly, it's something behind the scenes that like might lighten the mood a little bit, you yeah. know, just for someone that's. I mean, I can't imagine being like I always told my wife, I don't see how anyone could be a nurse like in the neonatal units and things like that, and actually have to see kids like or kids with mm-hmm. cancer and stuff. I said, I just. Don't even see how a person could man. I said, I, I'd want to go home and commit suicide if I had to deal with that every day. I wouldn't want to like watching little children deal with that kind of stuff would be so hard, you know? And that's why I'd say it's a coping mechanism. Exactly. Yeah. But I love that whole mentality of, I don't give a F attitude, you know? And I, I, there's a podcast that I listen to where I'm going to talk about that too. So, so I'll skip to, let me skip here. So. So, yeah, I listened to USA for MOD, and I was just laughing. I was just laughing so much at the album, you know. Um, And then I listened to, I guess, what's their most recent album that I didn't even know existed. There's a lot of albums, apparently, that I didn't know existed by them. And it was called Busted, Broke, and American. I've never heard of that. Never heard of it, but I listened to the album. I didn't really like it that much because it was hard to understand as much because his vocals are a lot more gruff, you know, later on. But it started out with a speech from a United States president, uh, President Eisenhower from, you know, the early, the the 19, I think, I I don't know when he was president, maybe the forties or fifties. I don't remember. And then at the end of the album, it was bookended by a speech from two different presidents. And the, the last speech was, it said, it said Kennedy speaks. So it was John Kennedy. And it was like a three minute, big, long speech, something I've never heard from John Kennedy, but it was just like about freedom and stuff like that. And I, I thought it was really good. But some of the lyrics here, I'll just give you a song title or two, just so you'll have an idea of um, what some of these song titles were. Um, one was, uh, you're a effing dick. <laughs> Sorry. Are you, are you sure that's a song title you're telling me, or is it just a statement? Yeah, I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> um, there's uh, one called uh, Billy Be Damned, um, All Out of Bubblegum. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, there was some, you know, interesting songs on there. But, yeah. So, social commentary, yeah. Yeah, and so I just thought it was interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I, I downloaded a few others, too, just to kind of check them out. But I didn't get to them all. And the last band I'd listened to is a one band I did tell you about during the week. And I'll, I'll even say that your response to me when I told you I listened to them was... I don't even remember what this was, but you're gone. I told you I listened to a certain band, and you said, why would you want to listen to that? Mm, and the name of the band, you'll probably remember it, was called The Raven Age. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's come <laughs> back to me now. But so I I had, I had 
mentioned last week that I listened to their album called Conspiracy. And I remember thinking some of the songs were really good. So I was driving around last week and I thought, you know what? I, you know, I kind of listened to a bunch of stuff and I thought, I'm just going to play that album again and see, you know, because usually a second or third listen will really, you know, make you kind of go, I dig it more or, eh, you know, maybe it was just a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. I listened to it a second time and I thought, man, there's some really good melodies on this album. And and I, and I do want to say this. Listen to some of the song titles, okay? And tell me that the the, the old the apple doesn't too, fall too far from the tree here, depending on how much songwriting uh, George uh, Harris is doing. Here's some of the song titles. Just I think some of these are really cool. Betrayal of the Mind. Okay. Uh, the Day the World Stood Still, I believe. Um, seventh Heaven. Forgotten World. Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And that was a really cool song. Like it was just basically talking about a real soldier fighting and hoping that he was appreciated. Okay. It's a really cool song. And I just thought, man. And I remember playing you a little bit and you were, you told me you thought the, the vocals were kind of generic. And in my, and when I listened, I thought I could see how you would think that for sure. Uh, of its time. Yeah. Of yeah. Time yeah. Period is what like, I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, time period isn't really that far ago. It's only four years ago. Oh, I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was like 2010s or something like that. No, this okay. is the, 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 their, the sec, that was their second album, which was in, in, in 19. Okay. When so that would have been, that would have been the year I saw them. Uh, on the uh, Legacy of the Beast tour, and I don't know if I've seen them then because I didn't get to see that that leg of that tour. They opened some on the Book of Souls tour, but no, I saw Ghost. But yeah, Ghost opened that. when we saw them. So, um, but you know, I thought to myself, I and I mean, I listened to the album a second time, and I really thought, you know, some of these melodies, like the choruses, I liked a lot on a lot of the songs, especially after a second listen. I was like really digging it, and so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go listen to their new album because they have a, an album that just came out um, like two months ago. So I played that and, and I only heard it. I've only heard it once so far, so I can't really comment too much, but it was very, it was similar. I mean, it's, it's all a similar vibe. And I was like, but I dig the first album. There was nothing on this, on the new or their second album. There was nothing on the third album that I thought was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I'll listen to this again. So then I thought, well, why not listen to their first album? Cause I did a little reading and I found out that they had a different singer on their first album. So I was kind of like, okay, I wonder how different it is. So I played the first album, which was called, okay, I'm sorry. The, the newest album is called Blood Omen. And so let's let's see what some of the song titles are there. Serpent's Tongue, uh, Nostradamus, The Journey, War in Heaven, Tears of Stone. They got some cool song titles even, you know? Yeah. Um, and then their first album I listed was called Darkness will rise, and uh, it's got Promised Land, Age of the Raven, which I remember kind of being cool. Salem's Fate, which was about like Salem witch trials and stuff. Yeah, Eye Among the Blind, uh, Trapped within the Shadows, My Di- the Dying Embers of Life, Angel in Disgrace. Like they got some cool song titles, and uh, I remember listening to the first album. I don't. I think I like the new singer a little better, but they were similar. And, uh, but man, I'm telling you, I was, I actually uttered this phrase, I think to you there in the week, I was like, now I'm hoping that when Iron Maiden tours the United States next time, I hope the Raven Age is opening. I I wanna, and I'd never heard anyone say that. 
and I'm hoping now. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm I'm digging these guys, and it's it's kind of funny thinking, you know, that I heard him live four years ago or whatever, and just never gave him the time of day, you know. Yeah, it could just be timing though, as and, well. And I mean, I'll say, you know, for anyone that all three albums start with like, like, like here's how their first album starts. They all start with like a. Uh, And I'm going to tell you what this reminds me of, if you don't say it first. Ah, uh, Heaven's Hung in Black? Well, no, no, no. Not, it doesn't remind me of a particular song. Oh, this would hurt. Although it does have that vibe, yeah. It reminds me of... Okay, so like this is the opening on their first album, right? Okay. So here's the opening on the second album. Give it. Okay, that's just a quick opening on there. Now let's go to the third album. Oh, wow. Sounds like a brown note. How long is this? This one, this actually is called Changing of the Guard, the opening track here. So my, my point there is all three albums start with like something like that, right? But it yeah. all reminds me of Iron Maiden. I'm like, it reminds me of a lot of Iron Maiden intros. Uh, that shouldn't really be all that surprising though. Well, yeah. but, but I'm just saying, I would I, I didn't know what to expect because obviously the music on these albums is nothing like Iron Maiden. Yeah. Except that, I thought, I wonder, you know, maybe maybe that's a little bit of a, uh, you know, that that's something he grabbed from there. Or he's learned you know, but it could be subconscious just that he's yeah so used to hearing it and possibly, but, um, I think that, uh, well, first off these guys, I said it last week, the musicians, man, they're super talented. Like just it's, I mean, you can tell like these guys are a top notch level musicianship band. They're not like, you know, like you hear some bands and you're just kind of like, okay, like like Dirty Looks when I'm playing you Dirty Looks. That's just a, a little generic yeah, 80s, 90s, ACDCS rock band. You know, they're good. But these guys, like, they're, they're like really technically gifted musicians, obviously, all of them. And and I don't, you know, I, I don't expect anyone to go out and listen to these guys, but man. Well, I, I was I was just about to ask you. So you said there's three albums. Didn't yeah. So for me, if I was to listen to one of these albums, because I'm not going to go and listen to all three, I would say listen to Conspiracy, the second one, the one in the middle. Uh, I, and, okay. and I and I I can only really say that because a it's the only one I've listened to more than once, and, and, and I listen and I listened to it today. I, I put it on and I uh, was playing it in the car a little bit for my wife. And uh, is this a give this one a chance, or I think you would like this? I don't know if you like it or not. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's. It's because partially, you know, I, I'm trying to be real honest with myself about it and go, okay, am I just trying to like this because I'm an underdog fan? You know, you know, we mm-hmm. root, I root for the underdogs, and but I really like. I was listening to that album today in the car. Today I had Sarah in the car and we were driving around a little bit, and I was playing it, and I was like, kind of singing along with the choruses and stuff. I was like, oh god, listen to this chorus. This is good. And I was like, okay, so I'm real. I'm kind of digging it, you know. I mean, but it's been a few listens. I got three listens in on it now, and um. 
it, it's like fine. It's it's discovering a new band for me, really. And I don't know if it's going to be one of those bands that sticks with me for a long time or what. But I'm really digging them. I'm, I'm, I'm digging them. I mean, it, I'll say. And when I say really digging them, I mean I'm digging them way more than I expected to, because I didn't okay. expect to dig it. You know, so. But you know, if I would expect, if my guess would be, if you listen to it, you'd come back and go, you know, it was okay. It was, it was, you know, it's just all the because a lot of the music kind of it's a similar vibe about the music because they have a certain sound about them. So, but yeah. I mean, but in in the context of that, I'm like, there's a lot of great melodies in here, and the song, like you can tell, the lyrics aren't just crap lyrics. Like the, when I read that, when I saw it, cause I didn't know the names of the songs the other day, I was just, you know, had it in the earphones while I was driving. And when I saw that this song was called tomb of the unknown soldier, I'm like, holy crap, you know, cause I know what the tomb of the unknown soldier is. Yeah. You know, I told Sarah what it was when we were listening to it and I'm listening to the words and it's kind of coming from the perspective of that in a certain way. I couldn't understand all the words, obviously, cause you know how it is listening to a rock song sometimes, but I was like, man. This is really cool. These guys aren't just writing stupid lyrics. And, um, you know, I've been to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Washington before. So, I mean, I've, you know, stood there and you know the significance of it and all that. But I- I'm liking them. All that to say, I'm digging these guys and uh, I'm going to keep, I'm going to try to listen to all three of these albums again next week because I've got a long, lot of driving again next week. So, so we'll see. We'll see how it keeps going. So. That would be a. I think that would be a fun album for us to review on Patreon. So interesting. Yeah. So um, maybe, maybe if I listen to the waffle and I remember to uh, give it a try, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll listen to the waffle. I know you will. Yeah, we'll see. So let's let's talk about the podcast. Oh, we'll, hang on a second. Oh wait, you had one more thing for us. What do I, you have? Did so you were going to talk about podcasts, and that's where this all started. Okay. So first thing Monday morning, because I wasn't going to listen to any music, I was going to listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. and so I searched for whatever it was I was going to listen to, and I don't even know what it was called. But I must not have pressed on the podcast itself. So when I pressed play, I was actually playing the last thing that I had loaded up. Uh-huh. Now. By any chance, could you have a guess at what that could have been? The last thing you had loaded up would have been, I don't know. I think you told me this already. And I'm trying to remember what you said. Oh, I'm going yeah. to just guess it was the Waffle Zone. It wasn't. No, but it was, uh, it was close. So it was the track Wildest Dreams. That came. So I scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> And I hit next or I did whatever. And so then, of course, it went into the next track. Well, I listened to the, I didn't say Dance of Death in its entirety. You listened to 10 out of 11 of it. I listened to what could have been a decent 10 track album. Okay. And I found, so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll listen to this again. Uh-oh. Give it a go. No, but by Dance of Death, because I was just listening to it in the background kind of thing. I was like, yeah, humming along every now and then. Yeah. But by, by Dance of Death, you know all the little parts? Yeah. The Stonehenge parts? Yeah. I found I didn't realize, but I'd found myself I noticed I was tapping my foot. You were into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought I'd uh, I'd let that slip. But yes, I have it was funny because we'd only talked about it twelve hours earlier or something to that effect. Mm. And I did go back and give it a listen and 
That's cool. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, because you, you remember how you said you wanted some new Iron Maiden to listen to? Yeah, I kind of got it. You kind of got it there. I mean, yeah, I've got a little bit more for you if you're ever interested. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah, but no, yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting, and um, for me, that's the, probably the way I would listen to that album. I would not consider the first track. Yeah. I would consider Rainmaker as the opening track. Sure, sure. And it would change everything for me. But yeah, I, I kind of didn't mind. I, I listened to it all the way through, and I think. I'd go back again and listen to it again sometime. Yeah. But it's it's still got that stigma for me. I didn't like it for so long. I've got to overcome that somehow. It's. I mean, I, I remember years ago, I had, uh, you've heard the Alice Cooper album at the very least, Brutal Planet, right? Yeah. I remember you listened to that because it's a heavier album. I was surprised at how heavy it was. Yeah. So the album after that was called Dragon Town. So when I kind of had gotten out of Alice Cooper for a long time, and when I got back into him, I got back into him with Brutal Planet. So then Dragon Town was the next album that came out. I'm going to look this up just to make sure I'm telling this properly. I do know Dragon Town for sure. And the next album that came out, I believe it was called The Eyes of Alice Cooper. Or wait, wait, was it The Eyes of Alice Cooper? Or here, I'm pulling it up right now. It was uh, Brutal Planet. Drag. Okay, well, I'm sorry. It was Dirty Diamonds. Wait, where's The Eyes of Alice Cooper? It's not even in here. 2000, 2005? Where's the, where's the Eyes of Alice Cooper? Now, come on. Why is the Eyes of Alice Cooper not on here? <sighs> okay, hold on a second. Now I got to do a little research. The Eyes of Alice Cooper. Surely it's on my phone. Yeah, okay. I was right. Why is it not on Apple Music? That doesn't make any sense. So it was the Eyes of Alice Cooper. So I had Dirty uh, Sorry. I had Dragon Town and Brutal Planet in a row, right? Those two albums in a row. And that was both pretty heavy. So I was ready for the next Alice Cooper album. And it was The Eyes of Alice Cooper, which was kind of what, what he referred to later on, I discovered. It was called Garage Rock. Oh, okay. Which for me was just a way different sound. Than the than brutal planet, you know. I wanted to. I was just thinking, oh man, here Alice Cooper went back heavy. I didn't. I didn't realize in my mind. I didn't remember about Alice Cooper that he's a chameleon. He just kind of follows trends a little bit and does whatever. When I first heard it, I, I just I thought it was terrible, you know. And I didn't wait twenty years because if I did, I would have listened to it this year. <laughs> It would have taken me that long to catch up with it. Yeah. But a bunch of years later, I'd say five, six years later, I remember I got a job and I had to drive like an hour to get to work every day, which sucked. But it's a good time to listen to music. So I was on my way to work one day and I remember I had brought that CD with me. I don't know if I ran across it or whatever. And I was like, let me listen to this Alice Cooper album again. I haven't heard it in ages. And I played the album and most of the songs, I just thought, holy crap, this is really good. I just wasn't mentally ready for the, the time the timing yes i wasn't ready for the ch to timing back then so i think if you if you've already listened to it and you found that you like some of these songs all you have to do is just go it, it's a timing issue right now and also it started off with you know the worst song on the album mm -hmm. so i think that you've already you've already overcome it it's just now just saying you know i'm not going to listen to that one track and skip it you know it's interesting how how far I've come on that album. It really is. I mean, 
when you started saying kind of that, and I was like, okay, you know, we're, we're making progress here. And I think uh, somebody got into the chat group on uh, the Patreon chat group and was kind of chastising you about it a little bit. And I just said, Look, oh, I didn't, did they? I didn't know. Cause yeah. I yeah. What that I, uh, that I've reneged my former position. Well, no, the fact that you were saying that's passable, passable. And I just said, oh, Look. no, I, I meant passable in a good way. Well, I, that's why I told him, I said, look, he wouldn't even listen to these songs. So I said, when he's saying passable, he's actually, you know, thinking it's okay now. So I said, he's come yeah. a long way, you know, and that person yeah. should have got that. But that poor, that person is kind of stuck in prehistoric ages, if oh. you know what I mean. So he's trying to rip on me. Yes, no. I was defending you. Okay, no, I mean, it gets a check. It gets a pass. I know it might have sound like it's... Um, yeah. Well, it's kind of like when we, we we used to talk before and you'd say, that's all right. Yeah, my all right means it's good. It's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, you know... Yeah, I, but you know... I, I play things down a little. I don't defend you very much, but I was <laughs> definitely... Very much at all coming to coming to your defense at that at that. Well, I, I appreciate that because then you put it back in context because I didn't know that was the case. No, passable means it gets yeah. passed. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so okay. Uh, so that's cool to hear. That's cool to hear. So, what about podcasts though? Did you listen to any podcasts? Uh, I did listen to a few podcasts. So I don't know if this is what I was trying to listen to and just didn't. But uh, when I listened to Dance of Death, but Jim mm-hmm. Florentine. Okay. Because usually he's first cab off the rink on a Monday morning, and yeah. he had an episode on awful T-shirts, mm-hmm. and basically ripping on everyone that wears these, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's comedic T-shirts or whatever. Yeah. But you know, and how he was saying, all they want is the attention, and I kind of thought about it. I was like, well, yeah, that's true, but you want the attention. We wear band shirts and want attention. I likened it to that. I was like, yeah, I wear a maiden shirt. Why? Because I like Maiden. And then other people see that I like Maiden. It makes you part of a thing. You know, I'm part of the Maiden community or whatever. And that was really it. I just thought, well, hey, everyone likes things and they want people to know what they like and that's why they, what they what they wear. Yeah. But that was that. Surprisingly, on a Monday morning, I hadn't expected uh, this. <laughs> the waffle. I was. Yeah. I, I woke up and said, what's going on here? The waffle's out. Day early. Day so early. I, I think I texted you that. I can't remember. I did. Because I told you I had to listen. I had to laugh. Yeah, you said you were crying. You were laughing so much. Uh, yeah, I told you that on the call. Not that I'm that self-indulgent that I think we're all funny. Uh, uh, we are funny. Kirsty was funny. Kirsty was very funny in her dry way, yeah, for sure. She was. Admonishing us like as a teacher. <laughs> yeah, but there was that when she said that. Because, you know, sometimes we'll have the conversations and, you know, I hear but I don't pick up things sure, properly sure. until I listen back. Yeah. But where she said something about she had questioned her life's choices <laughs> to us, two dags or whatever. <laughs> two dags. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what, there was a couple of times where I was crying, laughing, yeah. uh, listening listen to that. I enjoyed that. I thought it was a – I mean, I hear it a different way. Someone else is just listening. They're probably like, you know, what are these clowns sure. thinking they're funny about? But to me, it. Uh, I got a laugh out of that. It made my day on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what it, else? Yeah, little Motorhead reference. Make, make my day. I'll make my day. Make your day, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I've got to be very careful the way in which I say this because it will no doubt come up and bite me in the butt at some time in the future if I get it wrong or I ad-lib something. Okay. Do you know what I'm going to say? You must have listened to an episode of something being ranked. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. It wasn't that, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> don't be a naughty boy. No, the Ridiculous Rock Record Review. Look at that. 
reviews. Be careful. Yeah. So there was a Foo Fighters episode. Okay. And I, I recall that you had done a Foo Fighters episode. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of the Foo Fighters. I don't mind a couple of songs. But I do have some respect to Dave Grohl. Sure. Um, so I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go and have a bit of a listen to this. Because there are a couple of tracks off this Wasting Light album that I do like. Oh, yeah. Like Dear Rosemary. Yeah. Walk. Oh, yeah. another one. I can't think of the name of it. I think Ar- it had a... Arlandria, maybe? No, was it the one that had a guest singer from Huskadoo or something? Oh, 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 oh. I can't oh. think what it's called, but I liked it because I liked his little... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold God. on. Let me see if I have it on my phone. I don't know if I do or not. Dear Rosemary. Of course I have that album on my phone. It's the one... He was on... Oh, um, uh, was it Miss the Misery? No, it wasn't that. I should have <laughs> known. Yes, it was that. Was it that? Well, I know that song anyway. Maybe it was... It was one of those. That's one of the songs I did like as well. It was three tracks. What, oh, yeah, yeah. That and whatever I said a second ago. I think that's that's almost a perfect album, that album for me. Oh, is this the album you ranked? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, no, not ranked. That you... Um, yeah, we reviewed, yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. this is the album. I love this album. This is my... I don't have any other Foo Fighters albums. I mean, this is the only one... I like random. I, I like most random songs I hear by them, but I've just and I, I was talking to because uh, I, I know on that episode it had Dylan, Dylan Wright, uh, Steve's son, and um, uh, but he told me I talked to Steve last week and he was telling me I guess this is a, their most popular album. They're like everyone's favorite. People claim this this is their favorite album by them. A lot of people do. I didn't realize that, but um oh, okay. Bridge Burning, the opening track is awesome. Rope is awesome. Uh, white Limo's good. And if you watch the White Limo video, it might just make your day. Oh, okay. No, the only reason I know this album is because it was a documentary on it. And I didn't realize that this album was so old. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that either I lost all sense of time when I watched the documentary. Yeah. Or I've just seen it replay within the last, I yeah. don't know, four or five years maybe. Because it's a good documentary. Uh, but, yeah, going back to this album, they were all pretty favorable about it. And oh, yeah. I. To prove that I listened, just in case Aaron's listening, I did listen all the way to the very end, as I usually do, but I got a bit of a chuckle at the end of this one. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the guys did his Christopher Walken. I don't know, like Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. I've never really watched yeah. it. But where they mentioned something about Christopher Walken asking how to emphasize or how do you emphasize Foo Fighters? Is it Foo Fighters or is it Foo Fighters? It's like or? Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. <laughs> that was it. That was, that was Foo the Fighters. Idea. Got a laugh out of that. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, what else did I have? Oh, okay. You'll know some of these albums that these pods are to do with. Okay. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll start with Feckin' Metal. Okay. So I listened to his interview with Dirk Schneider, Mr. Udo Dirk Schneider. Oh, yeah. And I did try to go and listen to his album after <laughs> listening to... Was it called Football? Or no, Touchdown. Touchdown. That's right. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh, don't know about this. Yeah. Uh, I might try and come back. like Because he sounds like a really nice guy from the interview that Feck did with him. Yeah. But I don't know about the vocals. And coming from me, that's a bit of an unusual thing to say because I like all kinds of vocals. But it could be one of those things where I just need to adjust. 
to it as well because I did like the music yeah. and I kind of like the melody. It was just I've got to get around his voice. <laughs> Um, but other than that, the only other podcast I listened to, and I listened to a few episodes, was Music from a Lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I listened to three of their episodes this week. Uh, one was on suicidal tendencies, mm-hmm. and it was an album I've been listening to recently, How I Laugh Tomorrow When I Can't Even Smile Today, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize is another hour. I talked about how I started feeling older last week, all these albums turning 35. Yeah. But this is another one that turned out 35. And, yeah, he, like I say, he plays a few tracks through that. And uh, so I didn't listen to the album in its entirety after listening to this, mm-hmm. but I'd go and cherry pick some songs out. But it, he did a good episode on them. And the Kiss solo albums. Uh, he did one uh, Ace Fraley solo album from mm-hmm. 77 or 79 or 78. Oh, there you go. So he did his. Mm-hmm. Did a few, he played a few of the tracks, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't kind of mind some of this. Aces is real good. It sounds very ace-ish. Yeah, it really and is. he spoke pretty favorably, and he tells you about, you know, some of the, the guys that were playing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he also did Paul's. Mm-hmm. And Paul's he was, is really good, too. He was a little less enthusiastic, and I didn't know what to think of Paul's. I was like, I don't know if I like this or if I don't. It's, it's real, real catchy. Mm-hmm but not as rocky as what Aces is, I didn't think. But, I mean, either way, I'm not going to go and listen to, to either of these albums, but they were both good, you know, background um, background info on both the albums. You yeah. know, here's the funny thing is the guy who plays drums on Aces' solo album. Is it the Sig, Sig, not Friedman? It's um, Anton Fig. Anton Fig, there you go. He He's the guy who plays drums on the next two Kiss studio albums after that, too. Uh-huh, because I recognize that name. As yeah. soon as he mentioned it in there, I was like, oh, I know that name. But, yeah, that was it for the week. Just finished out with a couple of music from a lifetimes on Ace Fraley and Paul Stanley's albums. Two separate. Okay. And they're, they're only like 30-minute episodes, so they're pretty easy to listen to. Oh, yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, he's good He's good for a bit of info on the albums. Okay. That, that was it for the week. So I listened to um, Jim Florentine as well. I listened to the awful T-shirts episode. I listened to the awful NFL episode he did the week before, which I love him bagging on the NFL like that. And I totally agree with all that. You know, it's all true when they all, anytime they come up with that, I'm like, like, what what good does it do if you're wearing, if you're, how does it help cancer? If you're wearing pink shoes, I mean, I think everybody knows about cancer Mm -hmm. and has been, you know, touched in some way, you know, in a mostly negative way or always a negative way by cancer, you know? So like your stupid shoes and your stupid jerseys, all you're doing is trying to sell stuff. That's all take, it is. Take a dollar from a pocket. Yeah. And I, I've, I've always thought that. So to hear him say it is like, I, I love it. I had never given it a thought. Like I remember seeing all their merch and you know, yeah. Just okay. This shirt looks okay. No, it's just like, it's just like it. when they would do stuff for nine 11, all you're doing is trying to sell jerseys. You know, sure. I mean, there's a. I'm sure that all of those people have lost somebody, and there's a certain sentiment in the players that are saying, you know, they'll write their mom's name or their aunt's name or their grandma's name or whoever. I mean, you know, we all have. I mean, I would say most people have lost somebody. You know, I mm-hmm. know you have. I know I have. I know my wife has. I know, you know. But for the NFL to act like like they don't care, they don't like all that stuff about rescheduling games and stuff that he talked about. Yeah, I was just like, wow. I didn't even. I didn't think about that stuff. Nope. You know? 
Like, you know, imagine you bought a ticket six months in advance to go to an NFL game on a Monday night, and then the game gets changed to a Sunday. Well, I thought about it from a music point of view. A you concert, know, yeah. Yeah, like Wasp. So I was going to come down and see you next month. Yep. But, but Wasp aren't coming anymore. And then I thought about when we went to Denver this time last year. Mm-hmm. You know, how how far in advance did we buy those tickets? Oh, we but, bought them at least six or seven months. Imagine uh, if they had- I think, it was, I think it was almost a year. It was like on a Sunday, months. wasn't it? The concert or when we bought tickets? Well, oh, I If mem- you remember, there was a-, there was a Yeah, I do, uh, remember, I do remember getting to hear Matthew <laughs> just- Rant? Prof- Profanity-laden rant I've, like I've never heard before. <laughs> and a, anyone that's ever used Ticketmaster can probably oh, relate, no. though, <laughs> you know? Ticket bastards, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I thought, yeah, you think about that, and you imagine if you had bought tickets to a concert nine months in advance, you buy your plane ticket because you're going somewhere out of town, and you, you rent a hotel room, you rent a car, you do all that stuff, and then one week or three weeks in advance, three weeks ahead, all of a sudden they announce, oh, by the way, we were gonna do our concert on Sunday, now we're doing it on Monday night. And you're like, well, whoa, I was going to fly back on, you know, Monday morning and get to work. And now you're missing two days of work because it's, you know, it just, it changes all the, it, like, it's a, it's, yeah, I don't want to get into too much of that, but it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, they, they, they care about the fans. Give me a break. He brought up all the things that are really obvious. Yeah. But that you don't think of. It's right. Like hiding in plain sight. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I also listened to, I went and listened to every Patreon episode he's done as far back as I had been. Like I, I kept listening until I caught up to where, cause I haven't, there's a lot that I haven't ever heard too. That's way further back that, cause it's Patreon's not as easy as like going on. Like if you listen to my podcast, you can easily go on there and scroll all the way to the bottom and start at episode one if you want to. Yeah. But on Patreon, it's, it's harder cause it's just the screen, the screen will only go so far. Then you have to say load more. So far, load more. So far, load more. It just and he's got a lot of stuff. So, but he had a lot of Patreon stuff I listened to, including some new information about Huxt, Huxton and Darnell, which yeah. I won't say here because I'll, I'll I'll share it with you later. But a lot of funny stuff. Um, I listened to a podcast. I listened to actually um, two podcasts this week that I've never heard before. Uh, one was called. A pod kissed pod mm-hmm. K I S S T. Can't imagine what this is about, but yeah, yeah. It was a. I, la- I mentioned last week that on the ridiculous rock record view episode with uh, Peter Chris, he had uh, the guy that hosts this podcast on uh, Ken Mills, and it's just. And he mentioned Ken Mills mentioned on that episode from three years ago uh, on on uh, the ridiculous rock one. He mentioned a, a little series that they did, you know, and the, the Ridiculous Rock episode was three years ago. So I had to dig back three years to find these episodes. But I listened to a, a Wicked Lester part one episode. Mm. And then I listened to Wicked Lester part two, side one, and then uh, Wicked Lester uh, side two. They they reviewed kind of what the supposed album was and they played all the songs to a degree, and I'd never heard a lot of them, so it was really interesting to hear old Paul and Gene stuff from back, you know, before they were Kiss, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed those uh, a lot. So then I listened to let's see, um, uh, the Twilight Zone podcast, 
I listened to three episodes of that uh, that I that I, I had to catch up. I wasn't caught up on them. I listened to one that was called Probe Seven Over and Out. Uh, the next one was called The Seventh is Made Up of Phantoms, and the last one was A Short Drink from a Certain Fountain. And that one was pretty cool because it was talking about uh, Ponce de Leon, you know, and and the uh, Fountain mm-hmm. of Life kind of thing. But it was a modern spin on it, you know, kind of like a, a a screwed up take on it. Kind of it was, and it was a, it's one that I've seen before. I liked it. It was is I like listening to him talk about it. And this is on all the black and white episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and funny enough, there was a guy that found this podcast. I think his name was Chris Snyder. I think uh, Kirsty mentioned him last week. And I asked him on Facebook, I said, hey, how did you discover my podcast? Because, you know, it's kind of interesting to hear sometimes. And he goes, oh, I was listening to an old Twilight Zone podcast. And he mentioned you. He gave you a shout out or something, I thought. Because there was a time where I was a, I was a Patreon on that episode for that podcast for a while. And I was just like, holy crap, that is really cool. You know, oh, so you had no idea. I had no, I mean, no, I don't know that I ever heard the shout out. Or if I did, I don't remember it. And I just was like, it's cool because I said, obviously, in my podcast title, Iron Maiden Zone, the reason I call it The Zone is because of the Twilight Zone. So mm-hmm. so I thought that was cool. And I sent uh, Tom, that hosts that podcast, a message. And I go, check this out. This is really cool. And he goes, yeah, you never know how people are going to discover you. So I like to think that somebody's discovered his podcast because of me. And I actually know one person that did. Somebody that everybody that listens to my podcast has probably heard before. Somebody named Nesbitt. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I know at least he went and listened to some of uh, the Twilight Zone podcast as well. Um, let's see. Uh, Talk is Jericho. I listened to one episode of him, the the one called John Lennon, The Final Interview, which I found to be a very interesting episode. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, another podcast that I haven't listened to in a little while, but I caught up on. Uh, Diary of the Ma- the Madmen, the ultimate Ozzy Osbourne podcast. Um, I listened to their Evil Shuffle, Dead and Gone, God Only Knows, and Dark Side Blues, which were all a part of the Patient Number Nine album discussion series. And I I really enjoyed all those. Which that's kind of when I listened to those. That's what made me go listen to Patient Number Nine again. I was like, okay, now I want to go hear this album again and. Because they were, they did a ranking at the end of the last episode where they ranked all the songs on the album, and it was really like a couple of some of their, some of them were just bizarre. Like you're going, oh my god, why would you rank that at that low? You know. So, um, uh, and let's see, uh, what else did I listen to? Okay, one more podcast, and it was a podcast I've never heard before, but I'm really excited to have found it because it was. The Osbournes podcast. You know, there was a TV show all those years ago called The Osbournes. And in 2018, they started a podcast. Well, they did it for a little while, then they quit. So five years later, now they restarted the podcast. And it's supposed uh, to- that was on the 12th or something, wasn't it? Just yes. open back up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I read about it. I didn't listen. And, you know, and I thought, I saw some some clips that they were showing on Twitter that I saw of the four of them, you know, the daughter, uh, Kelly, um, Jack, the son, and uh, Ozzy and uh, Sharon, and they were all talking, and it sounded kind of funny listening to those clips, but it did not even prepare me for how insanely funny that first episode back was. I mean, I won't even, I can't even say it on here. <laughs> it got like things you would never expect people to say to their parents. And it was just got so hilariously funny. Really? Like I was 
crying. I was laughing so hard at some of the stuff. And plus it being Ozzy and Sharon, and you know, they're, you know, everyone knows how Sharon can be and hearing the way that those kids would actually speak to Sharon and Ozzy and thinking nobody else in the world could get away with talking to them like this. And it was in a hilariously funny way. They weren't being rude or maybe they were in little ways, you know, but if you have a sense of humor, it was hilarious. So funny. So, so funny. And plus, they, you know, there was a major update on Ozzy and his um, health issues, and they told a lot about how he got to where he is and how he had had a surgery. And she was talking about how she, God, so wished that she had had a second opinion before she had this one surgery that really screwed him up. And so it was really interesting to hear it from a fan perspective and all that. And knowing, you know, how far off the deep end Ozzy's, I mean, Ben and just hearing him talk, there was little bits where he was talking and he goes, oh yeah, me and Bill Ward used to do that. And I was like, like, you're just hearing some little tiny nugget of a Black Sabbath reference in there, you know, and, and just, I, I like all of their personalities really. Like I really, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. So then I realized, oh, this podcast was out five years ago. I didn't know that. So let me dig back to the front of this podcast. And so I went and listened to the very first one they ever did, which was just an introductory podcast which was awesome to hear because you know how I talked about that I don't give a f attitude that um, Mick Wall had. Yeah, they really had the I don't give a f attitude, and they talked about a lot of things. I will say one name that they were very honest and upfront and had a lot of negative things to talk about that everyone would agree with. Bill Cosby. <laughs> mm. They talked about how Bill Cosby used to say that the Osbournes were a terrible family, that they were rude and it was, they shouldn't ever post that kind of stuff. And the kids were, you know, just all this stuff. And then she was like, and talking about how all the stuff Bill Cosby ended up getting in, you know, in trouble about and Sharon, you know, and Sharon does not hold back on anybody. Like she really, I was doing her accent to Vanessa and she was like, I love listening to Sharon talk. And I was like, you know what? I kind of do too. Um, And you know that it made me think about something. I would love to hear Bruce Dickinson come out and actually talk about that. Like his real feelings about the Ozfest thing to hear him come out and say either. I don't think I did anything wrong or hear him come out and say, you know, I really spoke out of turn. I shouldn't have said that stuff. Every night. Yes. Uh, I would, it's, not, it's not just that you said it once. It was repeated. I would love to hear him come out and just say that. You know, I don't, you know, because none of us agree with how Sharon handled it, ruining the Iron Maiden concert. But, you know, she's very defensive to the nth degree of Ozzy and anything. And plus, you know, he was talking about the Osbournes TV show in particular. So... I love that Sharon is so defensive of Ozzy that she defends him to the, you know, I like Sharon Osborne personally. I mean, mm. you know, you, we don't always agree with anything that anybody says, you know, that everybody says, you don't agree with everything that anybody says. So, but I do like her. I don't, I'm not mad at her about it. Of course I wouldn't at that show. <laughs> so, but, um, and it was cool to hear Ozzy talk. It's cool. I, and Jack Osborne has a great personality as well. The daughter has just become a mom. And so she's got this new lease on life personality and she's been through drug rehab and stuff. And so it's really kind of cool. I listened to one other episode of theirs. They did an interview with an old uh, photographer that everyone that is a rock fan has usually heard of Ross Halfin. Mm -hmm. And he 
absolutely also has the I don't give a F attitude. Mm-hmm. And he tells some really cool stories about how the lead singer of Led Zeppelin gave him that attitude because the lead singer of Led Zeppelin kind of crapped on him the first time he ever met him, treated oh, okay. him like treated him pretty bad. And he told he he goes and he tells stories about like a lot of these pop people. Like he told about like Whitney Houston and like maybe Pink or somebody, and just how he couldn't stand. He said, "I don't ever want to work for pop artists because you know they have that mentality of you. You know, you get all these rules. You can't look that person in the eye." And he said, uh, "Prince was the same way." Like they said, when you used to go into Prince, they said all the people that worked for him, they would tell him, "You walk in and you look at the floor." They would have arrows to where you walk. You'd follow that floor. You don't ever make eye contact with Prince. Like just what a butt, what a total butthole, you know? You're way out of touch. Yes. And but he tells some stories and he's and he was super honest and he had that total I don't give a F attitude. And I listening to him, man, I loved listening to that Ross Halfen. And I highly recommend Anybody. It's basically uh, Jack, Ozzy, and Sharon. And he's known Ozzy since 1977 or something. Yeah. So there's a super long history of him going back. He talks about the Rolling Stones and, you know, touring with Ozzy. And he tells a really cool story about uh, Pearl Jam. And that episode came out like five years ago. So you got to dig a little bit back, but they've only done so many episodes, so it wasn't hard to find. I loved it, man. It was a great interview with Ross Halfin. Highly recommend for anybody. And it was it was a very negative and positive spin on Pearl Jam and what how that went for him. So it was really cool. Um, but I loved it. Great. It was great. I am loving that podcast. I can't wait to hear that every week. Well, one of the music blogs, I'd seen that, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, mm-hmm. that they were coming out with this second season and it had been one five years ago. I had no idea there even was a podcast by Me then. either. Yeah. So I was just kind of digging through and I was cherry picking the ones. I wanted to hear ones that had to do with music because they interviewed a lot of different people. There's a lot of other ones that I haven't been through yet, but I know when I saw Ross Halfin, I was like, okay, I definitely know who he is. I mean- We've all looked at pictures that Ross Halfin has taken. If you ever used to read Hit Parader or Circus or Metal Edge or, you know, any of the ones overseas, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I think that's all of the podcast. Yeah, I think that's all the podcasts I listened to for the week. I did listen to also the Dance of Death and the Waffle Zone thing that we did. And, um, but listening to Kirsty really, really reprimand us, <laughs> there was one part that I thought was really funny. When you said something where you were trying to shift all the blame on me again, like you did, oh, and dude. I went, Kirsty, will you take care of this, please? And she starts going, Matt, blah, 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 blah. And I go, thank you. And she goes, and you too, Steve. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get off lightly. I know. And then I just go, thank you, Kirsty. But mm-hmm. I thought, I need to go back and listen to that episode that we did a couple weeks back again. Because I like, I think we did way, we were way worse than I really remember, you know? And I'll be on, and I'm going to say this right now. It might get worse from here because I'm going to maybe jinx it, even though, you know, we learned from Jim Florentine that jinxes aren't real. But I think we've been pretty good on this one. Like, we haven't went anywhere in that direction at all yet. I was consciously thinking that a little earlier. Oh, I've been thinking that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, we're just, we're kind of, you know, in a different mood tonight. And, uh, but it could change because we're about to do quit quotes and re or X quotes and X tweets and all that. I I was already thinking that I've got, to be careful with some of the things that I say. 
Sure, Be- sure. Yeah. Yeah, so we're doing good. I mean, and, and I mean, you know, it's, you can tell sometimes when we start out and we're just in a little more loose mood. And I just think tonight we're just kind of a little more just a serious. I started this off on a pretty serious note, you know. You did. So, um, so let's get into the, uh, I'm going to call them the X tweets. That's what I'm going to start calling them, X tweets and X quotes. So, because they're, you know, which meaning, that's a double meaning, right? Could be. I was thinking, let's put the X in tweets, but. But they, yeah, yeah there you go. They're formerly retweets, so they're X, E-X, or just Twitter is now X, so X tweets. So for the main episode, uh, which was uh, The Dance of Death, we got um, Simon Marino Florido. I don't know where he's located. It doesn't say. Uh, Dave in the USA. Um, probably the most interesting man ever born in Finland. I'm going to be very careful. Yo, Willie. There you go. <laughs> that's exactly that's what I was thinking about. Be careful. Be I careful. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. So, and then uh, the Scouser, David Laird in Liverpool, England. Simos or Simeon in uh, France. Uh, Jesse, the delivery guy in Illinois. Um, the fourth Hell Rider, Rockarola. And the official translator, um, Administrator and podcast historian Kirsty in Perth, Australia. Now the X quotes for the uh, Dance of Death episode. And there's and we got quite a few lists here. So, um, oh, I got to pull Twitter up because Gin doesn't make the lists where I can copy them. I have to actually read them because he does like a screenshot of something somehow. Gin, he he might have been busy doing something this weekend. Uh, why don't you tell us what he was doing, and then I'll I'll read his, tw- his uh, X quote here in a moment. Well, Gen, I tell you what, I've been thinking about you for the last few days. Uh, why? Two different ways. Two different ways. One was because I was green with envy, mm-hmm. but the other was because I was also excited and happy for you because you got to go to the Budokan and see Halloween. He did. On Saturday night. And so when was it, I talked to you? Because I asked, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. And I asked if, because I haven't been on Twitter yeah. or X or whatever it is. <laughs> and, and I asked if Gen had posted anything regarding said concert. But I don't think he had at that point is what you told me. As of as of the last time I saw, all I saw that he had posted was like kind of leading up to the show. No no videos. He didn't post any videos or anything on the mm. show. So. But no, I had been thinking about you again, and I'd, I'm sure you enjoyed it anyway. You wouldn't have needed my hopes and wishes, yeah. but um, I know it would have been good, and you would have had a good time, so yeah, good stuff. So his he did two. His first oh, one, did? yeah, his first one said, happy anniversary, you all better not crap on my number one song. Oh, I did see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the in the week. Um, and I didn't mention that he is the official detention teacher of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, and he said- one match with Kirsty and two matches with Uncle Steve. But his number one is on the bottom of my list, which he thought was really funny. I don't find funny at all. <laughs> uh, he said, no match with Matt, but I was pleased with his opinion on my number one song. So let me read you his list. Cancel order. Of course. Uh, yeah. Number 11, Face in the Sand. I, <laughs> like, golly, that's bizarre <laughs> to me. I would like an explanation on that one again. That's, I I mean, you know, I, I'm not mad about it, but I'm just I it, it's bizarre to me to think that anyone would have that song down there. I did enjoy that when I listened to that on Monday. I yeah. think I elevated a little. Oh yeah. 
So you know what I would like to hear, and I'm going to ask you for this, like maybe in a few months to re-rank the songs and see com- we could compare it to what your other ranking was. For those 10 tracks? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we know what number, yeah. So, okay, his his number 10 was Age of Innocence, which he uh, didn't match with anybody. Number nine was New Frontier. He matched with Kirsty. Number eight, which is bizarrely low to me again, Montsegur. Mm. Number seven, Gates of Tomorrow. He matched with me. Number six, holy crap, Matt, all the way up at number six, Wildest Dreams. Sheesh. Oh, yeah, that was must have had a nosebleed up there. Yeah, it is. Uh, number five was Dance of Death. Four was Journeyman. Three, No More Lies. Number two, he matched up with me with Passchendaele. That leaves. I was surprised at that. That could come in number two. Yeah. And number one was Rainmaker. So That was a good track. Okay. I got to get off Twitter now because I can see I have messages and things and I don't want to be distracted. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we have uh, Chip Ross. And he said, I'm re-watching Dance of Death now. And Wow. There are so few scenes from the concert that are longer than two seconds. No, it's God, it's like lightning. Yeah, he says, that's a timestamp of the 2000s era. Lots of quick cuts or even alternate angles available on the DVDs. Uh, next up was Ballad from Ireland. And he said, about halfway through it, enjoying the chat. Before I get too influenced, I'll give my rankings. Counselor's order, of course. Mm-hmm. Number 11, uh, and this is a pretty long, uh, this is one of those three-parters, but he had uh, Gates of Tomorrow, and of course he had to do a three-parter because he wrote all the songs on there. I wish Gen would do that. That way I could just copy and paste. Um, uh, I wish I could copy and paste. Uh, number 11, Gates of Tomorrow. Oh, wow. I haven't looked at any of these. I told you I usually just uh, copy and paste, and I don't really read too much, so that way keeps Keeps it fresh. Keep it fresh, yeah. Uh, number 10, No More Lies. That's way too low for me. Um, <laughs> that was a big surprise track for me, No More Lies, the fact oh, that yeah. I liked that as much as I did. Well, on de- when you see it on uh, Death on the Road, it really cements it, it, I think. It changed it for me, mm-hmm. yeah. Number nine, <laughs> he wrote, Old Man Shouts at the Clouds, Age oh, of Innocence, yeah. Chorus is Okay, the rest is, and he puts a not happy smiley face. <laughs> Um, which I disagree. I like that. Uh, number eight, way too low. Montsegur. Number seven, way too high. Wildest dreams. Mm. No, number six, new frontier, um, quotations or, uh, no, uh, parentheses without mercy, without beer. <laughs> he must've had a lot of beer to put it that high. Could have. Yeah. Um, number five face in the sand, Quote, uh, parentheses, relentless beat, which I agree with. Yeah. Uh, journeyman. And then he wrote prog, progtastic. Okay. Hmm. Rainmaker at three dance of death at two. And he had a match with you at number one, Passchendaele. Yeah. He said second half of the album is better, but few souls are saved after the first 10 minutes of the sermon. And it and so it was with young Matthew, oh, young Matthew. Yeah, that's okay. what he said. Who had all but frisbeed his CD oh. into the bin before then? I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but, I would have used it as a beer coaster. I, I'm just. <laughs> he said, "Was the first new album in my second coming as a Maiden fan? Solid, but thankfully better was to come." True. In the current smut fest afflicting the podcast. 
I wish there was a better choice of words available. Oh, what you hear what he said. Solid, but thankfully better was to come. Come on. Well, so I was just wondering when he, well, when you said that comment of his, how I would rank, because I would have had that last mm-hmm. in the reunion albums. And I, I don't know. Yeah, that's why I say maybe in a few, give it a few months and see where it, you know, give it a little time to kind of settle. Yeah, let the settle. dust settle. Yeah, let the dust settle a little bit. So the next up was by somebody named the letter M. I don't know where he's from. All I know is the letter M is in the shape of a Metallica. Like it starts with a little beginning of the M in Metallica. Yeah. And he gave us a ranking and he said uh, uh, he didn't use counsel's order. I don't know if he actually listens to the podcast or not. I think he just saw it and did a ranking because other people were doing it. He wrote uh, number 11 correctly. Wildest dreams. Number 10. Wow. Dance of death. Number nine. Age of innocence. Eight. Gates of tomorrow. Seven. New frontier. Six. Journeyman. Five, Face in the Sand. That's a little more respectable. Four, No More Lies. Three, Rainmaker. Now, this surprised me a little bit, but I can't argue too much with this top two. Number two, Passchendaele. But number one is the surprise for me, Montsegur, which I really love. So I I, I didn't have it that high, but I love yeah. that song. So I, I think I had that at four, if I remember correctly. I don't remember where you had it or where I had it. But I have a feeling it was in my top three or four or five. I don't think I think I had it at four, maybe four, three or four. So next up is somebody who lives in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, the weekend warrior himself, uh, Andrew Whitnall. And he said, inspired by Gen, I'm posting my list before listening, which I like that. Um and he wrote them 1 to 11, so let me go in reverse order here. Number 11, New Frontier. I think I can dig that. Number 8, Gates of Tomorrow. 9, Age of Innocence. I can't really dig those two that low, especially underneath number 8, Wildest Dreams. It's <laughs> still in the nosebleed sections, really, for Wildest uh, Dreams. Uh, number 10 would be nosebleed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, number 7, he has Dance of Death. Six journeyman, five no more lies, four face in the sand, three rainmaker, two Montsegur, and number one Passchendaele. No surprises there, though. I don't think not from yeah, not from Lordship. him for sure. Yeah. Oh, and happy belated birthday to Georgie. Of Is course, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had a birthday during the I, week. Sent, I sent him a, uh, I sent him a free um, cameo that day. Oh, you did? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I always try to do that. Um, did you ask him to rate it five stars as well? After you, didn't it? <laughs> I, it didn't go through Cameo. It was just uh, like a uh, personal free one I sent because, you know, it's Georgie. Got to do it. Yeah. So uh, next up, we have the official dinosaur of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. And wow, listen to this. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, you knew it was coming. Yeah, I forgot. I just don't know what's coming. Highly recommended this in-depth. Hi, sorry. Highly recommend this in-depth discussion of Maiden's modern. Can you guess the next word? Oh, hang on. Is this a masterpiece? Yes. Okay. My favorite post-2000 album, period. Oh, my gosh. By any artist. Do you think it's possibly the only post-2000 album you've <laughs> Probably to? by any artist, yeah. And then, Matt, how oh. nice of you to say most of the songs are passable. 
Ah, uh, is this where it was all coming to? Ridiculous. Which I said to him, look, you know, why don't you give your little explanation real quickly here? Uh, I'm very low key. If something's all right, it means it's good. If something's good, it means it's really good. If it's really good, it's like off the charts. So sure. when I say when I say pass, I got to pass. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's not just mediocre. It's a good thing. And also considering your history with it. Oh, yeah. Give it's me- gone from getting tossed in the garbage to yeah. elevated somewhat. To heck, you even listened to it this week. So Exactly. I gave it a second. I gave it a listen when I didn't have to. That should say something. Now, and listen to this. It's almost like you took his advice without hearing his advice. He wrote, skip the opening track, Matt. Oh, okay. Open. Oh. Open mind and give it another chance, which is what I'd been telling you for a while anyway. Of course. Do you remember, do you remember when I said that I thought that you used to, uh, you may have had, well, you switched to birth or you were. Yeah. Some, Funny how he's saying. You're this. the same. You're the same. Yeah. You both said the same thing to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, next up, we have Eric Goal from South Carolina. And he did, um, actually, we have two this week. Remember, I wondered last week if we didn't have him on the Waffle Zone anymore. Yeah, if he was still listening. He still is. But for the Dance of Death episode, he said, y'all are weird. I love Wildest Dreams. Yeah, and he's calling us weird. Yeah, I was just thinking that I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Yeah, he's calling us weird. <laughs> also, check out the electric version of Journeyman. I have heard that. I didn't mind that. It's awesome. And you know- I'd- and I don't know where I heard it. it. Must have been on YouTube or something. I heard. Yeah, it. I think you probably heard it on on um, Talking Maiden because I remember Nesbit oh, played okay. some of it before. Gotcha. I do remember it, but I think I like the original better. Yeah, but I haven't. I, I have no. I'm not like you know, just rushing out to try to hear it again either. So oh, it's interesting. Listen though. Yeah, I would rather go listen to uh, Nico do um, Age of Innocence. That's more mm. entertaining. He also said, I haven't listened to the whole episode yet, so y'all may have already spoke about and I thought it was funny that they did the electric version of that and we didn't listen to the, and we didn't even mention it. So <laughs> Yeah. I'd thought about it beforehand and just, just forgot. I was like, Yeah, you know, we're an Iron Maiden podcast. We don't we don't, we're, What we're, are we? We're fans, not experts. There you go. As a once great as a great man <laughs> once used to say, right? Uh, it wasn't this man. <laughs> well, it wasn't one of us. Not <laughs> originally, I just ripped it off from somebody else. Yeah, from that from that <laughs> Doesn't matter where. From that um, quotation, great man. So next up we have uh, from Washington State, Ron Kramer. And I kind of liked, I did read this one during the week. It did make me kind of kind of chuckle. It said, like babies levitating above dogs, oh, Uncle kidding. Steve, Matt, and Kirsty give us the overhead view of 2003's Dance of Death by Iron Maiden and make our wildest dreams come true. <laughs> And then he ended it with something. He ended it with a lyric from the, I don't know if you call this a lyric from the album or not, but I'll read it. I'll sing it, if if you will. This has been a while. One, a two, a one, oh. two, three, four. Let's go. <laughs> mm, can't get enough of that one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, you, you, have, you said you didn't even listen to the intro I did last week, right? I didn't listen to the intro because I didn't listen to that episode. It was so, just so let me. I'm going to give you the intro. I don't ever play like my podcast on this podcast, but let's give a quick. You did, you did tell me what it was. I did tell you, but I'm just going to play it just so you can hear it. Okay, I got it cued. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three. Hello and welcome to Uncle <laughs> Steve's Iron Maiden. It was that quick. That's probably the shortest intro I've ever had if, since I, if I've played something intro. So, mm-hmm. but I thought that was pretty funny, giving us an overhead view with a ba- like babies levitating above dogs. Yeah, 
Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, S- uh, Simeon from France. And he said, bought Dance of Death the day it came out. And I liked it, but I don't think it scores as high as Brave New World. I 100,000% agree with that. I would agree. My rankings before I listened to the episode, and I'm assuming he did this in reverse order. uh, Age of Innocence, Wildest Dreams, New Frontier, Rainmaker, uh, Gates of Tomorrow, um, No More Lies, Montsegur, Journeyman, uh, Face in the Sand, Dance of Death, and Passchendaele is his number one. So there you go. Good choice. Uh, uh, Jose in Uruguay, he said, first minutes of listening and Matt being too harsh. Huh. And, he, and then he puts a laughing face. So I guess he expected uh, it. Yeah. If you if you listened before, you probably knew what was coming. Okay. So, uh-oh, you're, you're really going to like this next one. First am off. I, am I in trouble? First off. It's by the most beloved man in Finland. Yo, Willie. (laughs) And he said, loved the black adder analogy by Matt. Mm. Maybe Adrian came into the studio and said, and maybe this is something you'll get. Maybe Adrian came into the studio and said, I have a cunning plan. Oh, I do indeed. Some Baldrick. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the characters out of it. And then he, I'm going to read this the way it's, ooh, the way it's written. Because there's a, a, a word that he wrote, and then there's something else that he wrote that I have to read. Apart from some opinions that are just bonkers. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag. Team I'm, Matt is coming back. <laughs> so. I, I'm glad I'm glad he threw a hashtag in because I was thinking earlier we've got through Jim Florentine and no mention of a hashtag. Yeah, and 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 the word the first time I read it was not there wasn't a there wasn't an old uh, what do they used to call that on the phone what it, what it used to be called I don't know shift shift three yeah uh, yeah oh, could, uh, it wasn't a hashtag call, I don't know what it was no, it was it was the uh, the star. The pound sign. You should just be called the pound sign. Yep, 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 yep. Now it's the hashtag. Tis. So so he wrote the word hashtag really long (laughs) with those little umulot things all over it. And then there was another hashtag, Team Matt. There you go. So he did it both ways. So he made me really have to start working on my voice. Hold on. I'm going to take a drink before I go into the next part here. We all appreciate the hashtags. Yes, of course. Yeah. Maybe Kirsty does it, but other than that. So next up, we have uh, the Waffle. I'm sorry, the Waffle Zone X tweets, and we got uh, D- his Royal Dudeness, Dave in the USA. Um, that one guy who drives down the road and screams at his radio in Finland. Yeah, Willie. <laughs> Ron Kramer in Washington State. Um, the happiest man in podcast land, Gen Maritani, Chiba Japan. Johnny B, 1966 in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. Kirsty Prince in Perth, Australia. Simeon in France. The Scouser, David Laird in Liverpool, England. And the Riffwiser, Jesse. Now we have the Waffle Zone X tweets. 
And first up is the Dave Murray of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Da- Gen Murray, I was about to say Dave Murray Yatani. <laughs> Gen Murray Yatani in Chiba. And he said, the power trio is back. Three-piece band need the full three-piece. Uncle Steve is like a drummer in some... Oh, God, this made me laugh. I did read this last week. Uncle Steve is like a drummer in some progressive bands. His main job is supposed to keep the rhythm consistently, but he ends up putting way too many fills in a song. (laughs) Oh, that made me laugh. Dental drummer. Dental drummer, exactly. Like, hey, there's a hole. I need to fill it. Speaking Mm -hmm. of that, I'm going to the dentist in about... 12 hours. Oh, you enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, next up, Jesse in Illinois, and he said, was out pressure washing the house today. Great waffles. So many good listens. Powerage is ACDC's best album. I agree. Jealous and glad to hear about Kirsty's living, living Color Extreme show. Nuno is a favorite of mine. Lots of laughed here. Lots of laughs here. Testament talk was great. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the riff wiser mention, Uncle Steve, of course. Um, all this off the top of my head, so I'm forgetting a lot of things. And then he ended it with, this is usually your line, but I guess I have to say it. Yo, Willie! <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and I've noticed now he keeps saying that uh, Jesse keeps posting that on Twitter. Every time he mentions Willie, yo, oh, Willie. Willie. <laughs> so you started something here. I didn't. That's Alf. That was Alf in the eighties that started. I just, it was just the first thing that come to mind. As soon as I heard Willie, yo, Willie. Yeah. 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 So uh, next up we have ballad in, um, you know what? Where's uh Oh crap. I got to get back on Twitter again. Um, hold on a second here. I have, uh, I had, I don't, I told you Eric made a post, but I don't. Yeah. I would like to help you, but I'm not allowed to be on Twitter. You're not allowed to be on Twitter yet. So let me, uh, let me make sure he made a post. Uh, oh, wait a minute. You know what? He didn't say it. I don't think he did a tweet quote for it or an X quote for it. Okay. I'm going to read what he wrote though, just because I asked a question last week about Testament's albums. He did with the concepts and things. Yeah. So I'll answer the, I'll give you the answer. Uh, He said, it's my understanding that the last few Testament albums have overall themes, but not as in a concept album, which is kind of what we were thinking. It's just thematic only, yeah. Yeah, he said, for example, Children of the Next Level is about Heaven's Gate. Night of the Witch is about Salem Witch Trials. City of Angels is about Richard Ramirez, the the Night Stalker. So that's kind of the vibe I had as well. So I'm glad he answered that. Let's go. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Um, because I was, I was like, wait, I've only got two more to read here, and neither one of them are his. So uh, second to the last one is Ballad in um, Ireland, and he said, Uncle Steve and Matt get to grips with the opening line of track 12 on Trouble Gum by Therapy. And that is an album that he requested to be reviewed. And then he wrote, Maybe the album review has been done, and it's all to blame for the recent snickering down <laughs> the back, which means nothing to me when I read that. So I don't mean to disappoint, but I won't say anything more. Um, he says, guys, this is your get out of jail free card. Mm. So do you know what snickering down the back means? Well, I don't know. Like, so 
I don't know if he's talking about me. Like sometimes I'll pull away so you can't hear me laugh. Maybe, uh, but I, I, don't, I doubt that. I have a feeling if we knew what he was talking about, we would we would get a reprimand from Kirsty next week. So maybe we shouldn't try guessing what that means. No. So we're gonna end the waffles waffle zone, Matthew, with the guy who's probably the best guitar player that I've ever heard to come out of Finland. Oh, Willie. <laughs> and he said, and you're going to really, really like this one. He said, if Matt still needs to escape to Finland, <laughs> bring the ALF DVDs. If you <laughs> got them, I've got the black adder box set. Oh, that's cool. We'll be all right. <laughs> So, oh, I'd keep that in mind. That'd be some good viewing. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I used to watch. I didn't never used to watch Alf. I used to see it on TV. I just it never. I always just thought Alf looked like a. Oh, I was about to say it, a Period. word that you told me that starts with the letter R that I'm not allowed to say anymore. I don't uh, know what that is. Think about it. I, last week I called myself a certain thing. It's 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 something that's a mental handicap. I'll say it that way. Oh. And I used to always think that that show looked like that to me. And no. I'll, look, I thought I used to always just be like, that show looks retarded. Okay. Uh, I, I don't care. It's, it's, I don't, I'm not making fun of anybody when I say that. It's just, it's another way of saying stupid, right? It's kind of like if you would say, oh man, that looks so gay, right? It just means stupid. So there hey, we boy. go. <laughs> so there we go. But that's, you know, I still use those words. I mean, I don't mean any offense. I've got friends that are gay and whatever. I don't really. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Are how you going to edit spell, this out? <laughs> no, how do you spell canceled? Yeah, I don't look. If anyone wants to cancel me for that, look, it's it's words. I I'm mean, sure, you, someone wants to be offended out there. And if someone wants it. to be offended, I don't. I what I feel it. What I, what I honestly feel like is our audience is a pretty cool audience, and know that that you know that deep down, you and me and Kirsty were all good. I was going to, you know what? I'll use the word even that I would usually use for when I, I call it. I was not celebrity again. No, no, no. I call everybody this word. We're good. We're all good dudes, right? You know, I think common sense reigns. Exactly. We're common sense. And so, yeah, I don't want to get too much into it and make too big of a deal out of it. But yeah, I didn't like that show. That's just what I felt about it back then. And um, so, and, and I don't have any desire to see it again. But with all of that said, a few weeks back, we recorded, um, I believe it came out, um, uh, oh, shoot, you know what? Let me look it up. It's like five or six weeks ago? Yeah, it's been five or six weeks. I've, uh, I can't navigate my phone. Um, let's see, I've got it pulled up right here. It was August 22nd. We did Iron Maiden What Ifs, and everybody liked it back then, and we got a lot of really cool What Ifs after that, so... I hope you haven't exp- expelled all of your what ifs on us because you're going to get the second half of that episode if you just waffle on over and listen to it. So um, with all that said, Matthew, thank you for taking part again. And um, welcome. always a joy, always a, a lot of fun to talk to my other celebrity host. <laughs> She's not here. No, you're the other celebrity. She's <laughs> the first celebrity and you're the other one. <laughs> She's so. the She's the best. I'm the rest. Hey, you know, if, if you're the rest and she's the best, you're still the rest of the best. So mm, there you go. So uh, let's head west and go to um, 
Let's go back to the uh, regular Iron Maiden zone and listen to the What Ifs Part 2, 2.0 or something like that. So with all that said, Matthew, cheers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm running free.